Overcoming. Man, that's actually part of the the point of the message today. So I'm excited about that. We're still talking about the uh, the object of our faith, and so all till we finish the book of Hebrews. Guess what? We're talking about Jesus. We're talking about Jesus nonstop. And so it's kind of exciting because the things we've learned in the first two chapters are pretty important. Uh, we learned that God has spoken. God speaks. Uh, we learned that uh, Christ, the Anointed One, the Messiah. Is, is son and heir and, and creator and sustainer and the radiance of God's glory and the, the exact expression of his essence. He is God. Uh, we've learned so much about this, this person of Christ. And then in chapter two, we see the name Jesus, which, which communicates the salvation of God and, and how we understand this to be this, this entire, uh, uh, a package and, 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 and the expression of God's provision of salvation. And we finally made it to chapter 3. How about that? It didn't take but, uh, you know, two months for us to get there. And so now we begin chapter 3, and this is how it reads. You ready? Therefore, holy brothers and sisters who share in a heavenly calling, consider Jesus, the apostle and high priest of our confession. He was faithful to the one who appointed him, just as Moses was in all God's household. For Jesus is considered worthy of more glory than Moses. Just as the builder has more honor than the house. Now, every house is built by someone. But the one who built everything is God. Moses was faithful as a servant in all God's household as a testimony to what would be said in the future. But Christ was faithful as a son over his household. And we are that household. If we hold on to our confidence and the hope in which we boast. All righty, let's pray together. God, we give you thanks and praise this morning, just that, uh, God, indeed, as we, as we come together, we celebrate you. We sing songs that speak of who you are. God, we speak, sing songs that speak of what you've done. And, and God, we sing songs that tell of our identity in Christ and, and, and the, the very fact of overcoming Father, we thank you that you have made provision and a way for our victory. So God, this morning as we look a little deeper into our Savior, into our Lord, we seek better understanding. God, speak to our hearts. Let us hear your voice. Uh, certainly not mine, but God, let us hear what you would have to say to us this morning. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. All righty. Uh, Thoroughly enjoyed, like I said, studying this week and listening this week, and and some people are uh, some people are asking me about the study. Dan and I were just talking this morning. Uh, there are certain things that I listen to each week, and things that I read, and commentaries, and things that that I try to pay attention to as I'm as I'm. What I really want happening is, is I want God to feed the outline. I mean, the outline's been in place for months. I mean, I, I outlined this thing back before the end of the year last year. So so I look back at the outline. And I, okay, God. Feed me what you want me to understand, what you want me to be able to communicate on Sunday morning. And so there's some words here I want to point out to you. Ready? One is the word holy. Right? That's in there. Uh, one is the word share. That's in the first verse. <laughs> one is the word faithful. Look at that faithful. And I'm like, wow. And, it, and we see these words and we start to realize, all right, so, so God is communicating something to us about the person, the work, the provision that he's made in his son, Jesus Christ, and he wants us to understand it. He wants us to, to get a grasp of it. 
You know, I, I, I remember hearing some, some, somebody on the radio one time said, you know, words mean something. Words mean things, right? If I say holy, you know, everybody says holy, and, 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 and I could ask y'all, like, good Sunday school class that you are, I'd say, all right, let's, let's define the word holy, and people go, pure. People go, set apart. People go, righteous. You know, we throw out all those big words that we know, okay, they mean holy, but, but in practice, what does it mean that the writer of Hebrews is calling us and his hearers, all of his hearers from then to now, holy brothers and sisters? All right? How about that? See, in Christ, you're a holy brother or sister. Congratulations. You've arrived. Right? Think about that a minute. I mean, th this, is the, this is the expression of what the writer is letting us know. But I, here's the understanding here. We need to understand that this is how God sees us in the shed blood of Christ. Right? It's not because you're holy. Sorry. It's because God made you holy. It's because God accomplished something that we cannot accomplish. All right? So when we look at these words, we're starting to go, uh. And so, so I began asking myself, all right, faithfulness. That faithfulness thing's a big word, right? What's faithfulness look like? I have a favorite illustration about faithfulness. I've shared it before. It's always fun because people kind of go, ooh. I mean, think about it. If you're married this morning, right? Here, here, this is my favorite illustration about faithfulness. Get ready. Here it comes. If you're married this morning, let's suppose your spouse walked in at the end of the day and said, Honey, you'll be pleased. I was 90% faithful today. <laughs> right? I mean, we'd all go, Yeah! Right? I mean, think about that a minute. When we start to consider faithfulness and what it means uh, to be faithful, and then we read this text of just six verses, and, and look at the end, and we are that household. I just slobbered on myself, y'all. I'm going to get excited for this morning's out. All right, here you go. We are that household of faith if we hold on to our confidence and the hope in which we boast. Now, that almost sounds like there's something dependent on us. To be that household of faith. Like, I've got to somehow hang on. I've I, I got to be holy. I, I've got to achieve faithfulness in order to be that household of faith. But what we're going to find out is, is this, this passage, like all the other passages in Hebrews, is not about you or me or us. This passage is about Jesus and what Jesus has done for us. Okay? Because I'm looking, I, I got pretty excited about this this week. Therefore, holy brothers and sisters, who share in the heavenly calling, consider Jesus the apostle and high priest of our confession. So, so what is it that we're looking at? All right, so I grew up in a, um, a Christian home. I've told y'all that before. Mom and dad were Christians. My, my grandmother and grandfather on my dad's side, you know, they'd been members of the same church forever. Right? Moses left and they joined the church right there in town. I'm just kidding. They were members of Cali Self Memorial Baptist Church. My grandma and granddaddy sat in the choir. You know, daddy, granddaddy was a deacon, and, and grandma led ladies' Sunday school classes and stuff. And so that's what I grew up in. That's the church I, I most remember growing up. <clears throat> and, and, and on my mama's side, you know, my, they, they, they had grown up. My mom and dad's families lived in the same community for a while and, and had attended the same church for a while. My granddaddy was a... a, a industrial engineer of some sort. He worked at the textile mill. 
Uh, he was like a supervisor, superintendent in the textile mill. And then God called him to ministry. And so he went to Southeastern Seminary up here in Wake Forest and got his Bachelor's of Divinity and became a pastor up here on Albemarle Sound somewhere up in near little Washington, Columbia area up in there somewhere, somewhere up there. He was a pastor, pastor two churches at the same time. And, uh, and things didn't go real well for him, you know. I mean, I remember from a very early age that my granddaddy and my grandma, they, they split ways. And, and granddaddy went one direction and grandma went the other direction. And, and yet they, they, they still were, were believers. They trusted Jesus. I remember doing my grandfather, the first funeral I ever did was my own grandfather's funeral uh, up in Danville, Virginia. At the little church where he taught seminary up till he died, right? Uh, I look at my family and I go, I grew up in a faithful family. Were they perfect? No, they weren't perfect. But they had faith. They lived their faith. They practiced their faith. They were, they were faithful grandparents. My parents coming out of those families are faithful parents. They've loved me and taught me and, and, and they, they, they've shared Jesus with me. And I look at faithfulness uh, uh, going back historically in my family and I go, wow, you know, I, I, they got flaws, right? So when we read these statements right here that, that God is referring to us, the people who have trusted Jesus, who have received this salvation from Jesus as holy brothers and sisters, we've been set apart for holiness. Truth is, we're not holy. But through the shed blood of Christ, we've been set apart in holiness. Uh, God sees us through the sacrifice. That, that's what we've been reading about in chapters 1 and 2. That God accomplished holiness in us through the holiness and righteousness of His Son. And so when I read this, I'm like, wow. You know? I remember at the little church, Cali Self, that my grandparents went to and we grew up in. And uh, I was one of the little four choir boys. Right? Boys didn't do choir when I was a kid, right? But the four of us did. And I thought it was really cool because it was four boys in the choir with like 26 girls. I was like, yeah. I'm not saying I had an ulterior motive, but anyway. But it's funny, um, there's one guy that just always got in trouble. One of my best friends, he was in our wedding. Uh, anyway, he always got in trouble. He was just always getting in trouble. So much so that, that our youth director, choir director person, he always he started referring to him as Saint Brad. Now, sometimes Brad watches, so he's out in Amarillo or somewhere out in Texas somewhere now, but sometimes he watches worship, and so if he watches this morning, it'd be fun if he hears himself referred to once again as St. Brad. But it was the thing, it was like, to call him St. Brad was to call him like what is the <laughs> opposite, right? So I'm looking at this and I'm going, all right, God, are you playing a joke on us? You're calling us holy knowing that we're not. And yet, God calling us holy because He's the one that accomplishes our holiness. He did it. You didn't do it. See, that's going to be really important when we get down to this, if we hold on to our confidence. Okay? Recognizing that, that yes, we're supposed to live out our faith. We're supposed to live the response to what God has accomplished in us. But can I just go ahead and tell you... We're not going to make holiness. Okay? We can, we can live out our faith. We, we can let the Spirit of God convict. 
and guide and refine us. But I promise you, you can be, you know, just think about it. All right, let's say Monday morning. That's our first day of holiness. We're going to be holy all day long, Monday morning. Can I tell you, you might make it five minutes. But chances are you're not. But it's not an excuse. It, it, it's, it's not that God looks at us through the, through the lens of the shed blood of Jesus. But then he says we are sharers in a heavenly calling. Some translations say partners. It says we share in a heavenly calling. And then he says this. Think about. Consider. Consider Jesus, the apostle. Now, apostle means something specific. The, the, the apostle is the one who is sent by God with God's authority. So, so we, see, we see the references here that uh, uh, consider Jesus the apostle and high priest of our confession. So this is the subject, this is the thesis statement of this passage and, and, and the following verses after it. We're going to be focusing our attention on Jesus. However, let's just mention Moses a minute. Because verse 2, he says, He was faithful to the one who appointed him just as Moses was in all God's household. All right? So Moses was faithful. Moses was faithful. Thank you. <laughs> hey, we have audience participation. Very good. All right. Um, Moses was faithful. He, he was looked upon as a prophet of God, one who was sent by God with God's authority to do what? He received the law of God and he delivered the law of God to God's people. See that? He was faithful in what God had called him to do. So, so uh, this makes the statement that Jesus was faithful to the one who appointed him, just as Moses was in all God's household. So when we look at this, Moses was a prophet. He received the law. He gave the law. He lived the law. He was the one that modeled the communication with God. I love my favorite verse about Moses is in Exodus 33 when it says that, that, that the Lord met, Yahweh met with Moses face to face as a man meets or talks with his friend. Wow. Isn't that incredible? I just think that's... And, and, and we are encouraged to have that conversation with God. The intimacy of the fellowship God's offered us with Him. And we, we sort of sit back and, and try to explain somehow how, how, how somehow it just doesn't work for us. My prayers don't go through the ceiling or, or I don't feel like my devotional life's alive. Or all, we make all the excuses in the world for, for why we don't spend the time, make the effort to meet in intimacy with God. Jesus was faithful, we know that. Christ the Son, an apostle, one sent by God with God's authority. So indeed, Jesus was an apostle. You see? He was faithful to the one who appointed him. And we know Jesus himself in the garden of Gethsemane. Lord, Father, if there's any way that this can be this, this weight, this, this, this burden can be taken from me, but not my will, but yours, God. Let me ask you a question. In your everyday life, how often do you pray that prayer? God, I want this. God, let me have that. God, can I do this? But, God, not my will, but yours. 
God, I see people in the world that have things that I want. There's things I want to accomplish in the world, God. Can I do those things? God, give me those things. Yet. Not my will, God, but yours. You see? Amazing that, 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 that what God's showing us in, in Christ and Moses as a type, you know, that's a theological word, the typology in Scripture that, that we see in, in, in many uh, individuals in the Old Testament. We see this type of Christ that, that there are individuals in the Old Testament that actually their lives, their testimony, their faith, their, everything about them point to the Messiah who is to come. And Moses is this typology of Christ. He says, uh, for Jesus is considered worthy of more glory than Moses. Do you know how controversial that is to say to a Hebrew, to a Jewish person? Man, Moses was the most revered prophet in Hebrew history and culture. And now this writer's going, now listen, you know, Jesus was faithful. Moses was faithful in all God's household. Now that's important. It's another word that means something in God's household. Jesus is considered worthy of more glory than Moses, just as the builder has more honor than the house. Now, I, I, I remember when we were doing the recordings for uh, Gathering in the Word a couple of weeks ago for this week. Um, which, let me make a note on that. If you don't get the Gathering in the Word devotionals, go ahead. Uh, I, guess what? My life has changed. I don't have to get up at four in the morning anymore. Used to, I'd wake up at four and, and didn't make any sense to go back to sleep because I'd get up and fix the breakfast and Eli'd go to school and Angie'd go to work and, and now Eli got married and moved out and so I don't even have to wake him up anymore. That's Lillian's job now. Uh, Angie's not working right now and so she doesn't really have to get up. So guess what? I don't either. So, uh, so Thursday, I sent out the gathering in the Word Thursday evening, but the video's not available until midnight. So I called Kyle yesterday and I said, Kyle, I said, can we just go ahead and open the video about six? Because I'm not getting up at four if I don't have to. So just as soon as I said that yesterday, guess what time I woke up this morning? Not four, two. But I was ready for four when it got there. So anyway, they're going to start going out in the evenings and you know, the, the videos will be available the evening before. So, uh. But I remember doing this video, and I, I, I remember writing this thing. And I said, like, you know, we, they, we, this house they're building, just like on the other side of the, 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 the youth house and stuff. I mean, we used to own that lot, some of you know, and we sold it like a year and a half ago or so. And, and, and I knew that the, the folks that bought it, it, it was a developer. And, uh, and I know that when they bought it, they, they kind of went, went online, and on their website, they, they put this picture of this incredible house and said, you know, Coming soon kind of thing. And, and they put the price down there. And I was like, ooh, oh my. Right now it's still dirt. Right? But man, if you can make that house appear on that lot, that's going to be incredible. Right? And so we all look at the house and go, what an incredible house. No, 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 no. Look at the guy that dreamed it up. The one who, who dug the hole. The one who began the building. See, that's what this is talking about. For Jesus is considered worthy of more glory than Moses, just as the builder has more honor than the house. Moses is in the house. He's a part of the house. But Jesus is the creator and sustainer of the house. 
You see? And so when we look at this, it's like, yeah, point to Moses. We would all hold Moses in some kind of regard. He he was faithful, but you know what? He wasn't perfect. Moses' holiness was, was not his own. He was called by God. You see? And so when we start walking this out, we say, now every house is built by someone. But the one who built everything is God. So it's really funny. I, I don't know if y'all know Larry. He's back there watching on the security camera. Hi, Larry. Um, he's building a house right over there. So I ride by and see what's new. As I ride by coming to the coming to the gathering, you know, and I ride by. And, and yesterday, um, he, he's putting down forms for concrete now for the driveway and stuff. And I go, oh, that's new. I go, wow. That's going to be. And it's a curved thing. Man, he's going to have a curved driveway. And I thought, that's going to be cool looking. So, so what do we do? Do we, do we praise the concrete? Or do we praise the one who, who, who thought it and, and conceived of it and, and designed it and, and called in the right people at the right times to do the right things to make the house be what the house is? See, that's what this is pointing to. Yeah, Moses was a great guy. We probably, we might have been friends with the guy. I don't know. But he was in the house. He, did, he wasn't over the house. See, that's the next thing it says. Every house is built by someone, but the one who built everything is God. Moses was faithful as a servant in all God's household, as a testimony to what would be said in the future. So you could be talking about Moses and pointing to Jesus. Now, this is important. Y'all got what I just say. You be talking about Moses and pointing to Jesus. Okay? Then he goes on to say this. As a testimony to what would be said in the future, but Christ was faithful as a son over his household. The heir, the one who received it all, the one who created, sustained, holds it all together. See, Christ. See, this whole, this whole little six verses, they just, just pay attention to Jesus. Pay attention to Christ in your life, folks. Because then he goes on to say, and we are that household. If we hold on to our confidence and the hope in which we boast. See, Moses is in the household. Jesus is over the household. We are the household. See? You know? That's one of those things we point out and like to point out all the time. Guess what? You know, we look in the Bible and we say, Oh, Moses was a great man. David was a great man. Samuel was a great man. You know, we, we, we look at all these, 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 these people in Scripture, but they are no greater than, than you and I. See, Paul, Peter, apostles, called by God, sent by God, redeemed by God, made holy by God. You too, me too, right? How many of you remember the, uh, uh, you got to be old to remember this, <laughs> there was a song that the Gaithers used to sing. It went like this. He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. Took him six days to make the moon and the stars, the sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars. How loving and faithful he must be. He's still working on me. See that? I remember singing that song as a kid. It was always cute when a kid sang it. You know what? He's still working on me. I'm just a big kid, sorry. We're the household that God's building, but here's the point of it right here. Here's the point of it right here. 
we live out our faith. We have trusted Jesus. We've received salvation in Christ. We didn't do the work. We can't do the work. It, it, it is faith and it is, it is trusting Jesus that produces work in us. Right? Work doesn't save us. Work's the result of what God has already done. So that when people point to us, just like we, now remember what I said, we point to Moses, talk about Moses, praise what Moses accomplished, but we point to Jesus. When people see you, does it point to Jesus? Does your life point to Jesus? Your family? Let's go ahead and admit it. You know, we're not all, we're not going to be here forever. You know, the people that come after us, are they going to say, wow, his life, her life was a testimony for Jesus, for what God did in their life. See that? Wow, I look at this thing and I go, man. This is this, this last sentence, and we are that household if we hold on to our confidence and the hope in which we boast. This is not a reference to the fact that you can not hold on to it. Right? I mean, I'm one of those folks that believes you can't undo what God does. Okay? God saved you. You can't unsave you. Alright? I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. Because if you can undo what God does, that makes you stronger than God. And I don't think that. But this is a reference that those of faith will hold on. You will hold on to what God has done. See, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is our confidence. It's not my confidence. Because I'll be honest with you, some mornings, and then <laughs> some mornings I'm late. I wake up going, I can't do it, God. God, this day's. Ah, I don't want to do today, God. And God goes, But yeah, I got you. I got you in this day. I'm holding you in this day. I'm the one that will get you through this day. I had to text that this morning. A brother of ours, a member of this gathering, going through a really bad time right now. And he said, I'm hanging on. I said, you know what's interesting is, is we really don't understand how we can hang on until we look back and see that it was God who was actually the one hanging on to us. See, I read this and I'm just, I'm encouraged. Because I'm, this is not about Moses. It's not about a house. It's not about a builder. It's about Jesus. And it's about what Jesus has accomplished. It's about what Jesus has done. It's about this, this, this plan and progress and this work that God accomplished in the Son to provide salvation, to, to give us a confidence and hope. Now this isn't, do y'all know this isn't encouraging you to boast? Y'all know that? This is not encouraging you to be boastful. Oh, we were laughing about this yesterday or Friday, I forget what it was. We were sitting out here and we were talking about, uh, you know, uh, what it would look like to, it wasn't you, it was somebody else over yonder, I'm sorry. Anyway, we were talking about, you know, it's kind of like boasting about your humility. 
boasting about, look how strong in the faith I am. It's kind of like, you want to learn some humility? Go to my humility website. Right? This ain't about us, y'all. The book of Hebrews is not about us, except in the fact that God loved us and redeemed us and paid the price for who we are. Man, I love this. We are that household if we hold on to our confidence and the hope in which we boast. Jesus is our highest priest. He is the superior priest. Priest, scripturally, is the one who represents us to God. The prophet represents God to the people. The priest represents us to God. And he is the highest priest. It's about what he did, not about what you did or I did. If you don't know Jesus, you need Jesus. Pray with me. Father, I thank you for this morning and the opportunity we have to gather and worship. And God, you've told us that you meet with us in this place. And so God, I just praise you in that. And and know, God, that you've done some extraordinary things. God, we just look at, 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 the, at the life and testimony and ministry of Jesus, the work accomplished through His life, and, and God, the crucifixion and burial and resurrection and, and, and the Spirit of God given and sent for us following that resurrection and knowing, God, that, that our confidence is not in, in, in what we do or accomplish or hang on to, but, but our confidence is in that you hold on to us. So God, if there's even one person here this morning that doesn't know you, has never trusted you, is unsure about your love and, and the salvation that you provided, God, my prayer would be today, no, not today, right now, God, that they would know you. They'd bow before you. They'd ask forgiveness. They'd, they'd trust you for salvation. And God, that our confession would be like Paul said in Romans 10, Jesus is my Lord. God, thank You that You loved us first. God, help us to love You back and help us to act like it. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.